Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the damn snack bar. Joe's glaring at me. <laughs> oh, it's a and shamed. No, I'm slutching. For you already, shame. Slutching, you already, you need to be slutching. <laughs> That's from Lee. Anyway, okay, so welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 43. Holy crap. Wait for it, Joe. Wait for it. You're going to love this title. Mm-hmm. A Titan Brings Me a Flying Pig. That is oh, literally what happened. That fits so nice. Titan brings me a flying pig. Yes, so we are reading chapters 13 and 14 today of The Last Olympian. (laughs) And, um, not a lot, oh, well, okay. Not a lot happens in the first chapter, and then in the second chapter. The the second chapter is the battle that I thought happened earlier. Earlier. (laughs) It's happening now, so, (laughs) yeah. Um, we do learn a lot of things in these two chapters, though. Like, it's a, just a lot of yes. dreaming it's and a lot, a lot of, of visions yes. and a lot of, like... Oh, that's right, yeah. It's, passive action it's a is lot what's of, going on. It's a lot of puzzle pieces being put in their places. Yeah, because we're officially more than halfway through the book. Yeah, we're getting the, the pictures being put We together. are now officially moved in. <laughs> it's been three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, do you want to jump straight in? Me and Eddie going down in the dumpster. <laughs> oh, oh god. Yes. Okay. Sure. So it's <laughs> like I know what you want me to say. Yes. <laughs> any input whatsoever? This is no. half your podcast, you know. I'm not the only person here. If it was, I'd be a fucking crazy person just talking to myself. You're both here to listen to my rants and also to sometimes contribute. <laughs> Anyway, but I told her about our podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told her because we were just chatting about books, and I was like, have you read Percy Jackson? And she said, no, I never got quite, and I quite got into it. I and you went, wow, book. okay, we can't be friends. I was like, no, I was like, oh, well, I do a podcast with my sister about Percy Jackson, and I was like, she's a psycho who's read everything about it. Fuck you! <laughs> I know! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you big time! No, I didn't call you a psycho, but I was like, no, she's actually studied Greek mythology to some level. I was like, she's read all the fancy books. That you're supposed to read. They're really old ones. What are they called again? The Odyssey? Classics! <laughs> Is it the Odyssey? Yeah. What's the other one? The Iliad. The Iliad. That's what I was trying to think of. And I was like, there is something that starts with an O, but my brain was going, Odysseus. I was like, that's a person. That's not a book. I'm crying. <laughs> anyway. I'm crying! <laughs> we are 43 episodes into this podcast, and you're like, what's the one about the Trojan War again? I could stab you. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Wait, is it called? Is that what it's called? The Iliad. That's the one about the Trojan War. Oh, I thought it was Oh, I'm going to fucking deck you. (laughs) 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 I'm ready to throw hands. I thought it was called the Iliad. (laughs) I thought in general those were just like history books. Like Greek history books, not just one specific story. I'm going to (laughs) fucking... Stop researching stuff while I talk. What are you talking about? You sounded moving the mouse. I was moving it away from the record button so I don't accidentally press stop. I thought you were going to search something as I was talking and and just hit me with a bunch of facts. I was not ready for it. I'm not ready. 
this is basically what my conversation was, which was that Kate's read all the books, and basically I'm just here for, like, a Greek mythology lecture. <laughs> I'm just here for, like, the good time. <laughs> I'm here for, for a lecture and a fangirl. That's, that's I'm here for a college weird. education, I don't. <laughs> except, except I don't do exams, and she just yells at me when I forget. <laughs> there will be a quiz later. <laughs> Clearly you don't retain information. I have said the Iliad so many times. I have been drunk for majority of these podcasts. You, you are not allowed to blame mark. the one drink you had. Kate, you know I was gathering. You know I don't retain information. You it's know a- this. We've talked about this so often about how stupid I am. It was like, you can teach me everything. I'll remember it for a week and then it's gone. I'm not remembering. That is not true. I need to make everything that I say seem scandalous to you because that's the only way you remember things is if they're filled with drama or tea and then you go, oh, right, that's that fucking story. And I'm like, I need to put in things that make you angry because then you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember that now. Well, yeah, maybe angry. <laughs> but I can't do that for everything. <laughs> well, well, imagine this. So I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Ish. Let's get into chapter 13. So, in chapter 13. Okay, well, maybe I'll remember that. It's called the Iliad. You won't remember that. <laughs> Fucking liar. You're gonna hit me with a book. In chapter 13, a Titan brings me a present. Percy, Talia, and Grover meet with Prometheus and learn about Luke's first meeting with Hermes. And Prometheus leaves Percy with one last hope. That's a good sum up. That's Thank cute. you. That's all that happened, Joe. Pretty much, yeah. That is it. That's everything that happened. What are you talking about? Percy looked at the, the giant and went, oh, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that also happened. <laughs> okay, so we're back. You guys wouldn't know any different, but we just had a little 10-minute dance break, and then in the middle of that realized that we're actually recording this on Percy's birthday. So, happy birthday, Percy! Happy Hope you guys are eating Percy! something blue in celebration of him, because we stand. My jeans are blue. They, my jumper's blue. There well, you go. they're blue washed jeans, but, you know. There you go. It's um, Let's blue. get into this book because we've <laughs> procrastinated it enough I'm I just... think fucking okay so straight away they're into their little white flag meeting with uh, Prometheus and the white flag itself is being carried by a 30 foot tall giant with bright blue skin and icy grey hair and Talia says it's a Hyperborean so a Hyperborean Joe mm-hmm. you are not paying attention to me I am So, a Hyperborean Joe, there's not actually a lot known about them in Greek mythology specifically, but they were, there were only three of them, and they are the three giant sons of Boreas, the North Wind god who we meet in Lost Hero, and his- The North Wind! (laughs) Sorry, that's from the Penguins movie. (laughs) So, they're the- Oh my god, make a meme about that! North Wind! <laughs> and so, um, you know, uh, Keone, his daughter, no. the, the snow one that the goddess of snow that Leo's in love oh, with. Oh yes. Um, these three giant sons. Oh yes, I'm worried. Okay. These yes. three giant sons are their children. Ew. Yeah. Like beyond the ew. Yeah. Ew. Uh, yeah. No wonder they came out as walking toddlers. 
<laughs> they were the <laughs> immortal priests of the Hyperborean tribe, and they dwell in like a realm of eternal spring that's like north of the north wind. <laughs> You're hopeless. <laughs> you are hopeless. <laughs> The way you did it in my head, you're gonna be cackling as well. <laughs> the north. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I cannot. We are on page one. <laughs> so this Hyperborean giant uh, is sort of in a group of four. I think um, there's a human or a half blood, I should say, in armor. An Empusa demon and a tall man in a tuxedo, and we find out the tall man is Prometheus. Woo, Prometheus. Joe, what do you know about Prometheus? Well, everybody knows that he was chained. He was punished by Zeus because he gave fire to the humans, and then yeah, so he was chained to a rock by Zeus, and then was cursed to have his. No, it was just his face plucked out, plucked out, scratched out. No, it was his liver pecked out by... I thought it was crows. No, it's vultures. It's not vultures? It's eagles. 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 Everybody thinks it's vultures because it that's... Crows. No, no, everyone thinks it's vultures because that's what vultures do. They're vultures. They, you <laughs> know, go around literally picking skin off bones and whatever else of things that are dying. But no, it's eagles because eagles are his, are Zeus's um, sacred bird. And so I think even oh in God, here, Percy no says... Oh, wonder that's set in America. Yeah, I, I think even in here when um, Percy knows who he is, I think he says... Yeah, he says, the fire stealer guy, the change of the rock with the vultures guy. And then Prometheus winces and says, please don't mention the vultures. So in here, Rick says vultures, but I'm pre- I'm almost 100% sure that the yeah. actual... See, that's why I said vultures. Eagles. I always thought it was crows. It, no, it's eagles. Right. Or the most accepted myth is eagles, but the, the, the widespread knowledge, I guess, is that it's vultures that do it. So yeah, the reason that he was punished is because he, so yeah, Prometheus was, well, Prometheus was in charge of inventing humans. Yeah. He moulded the first humans from clay, and yeah. then... Which he demonstrates, he makes a little mud man. Yeah, he made the first ones from clay, and then, because he was kind of like, in love with his creation, he wanted to give his creations the best, the best thing survival. ever. And so, <clears throat> the first thing that he did was, he gave humans things to eat, and so he, there was basically like a, uh, he made, there was an ox sacrificed and bones from the ox were boiled in fat and then there was the meat of the ox as well and the clay humans, which basically had no brains at that point and like were like nothing, were seated at the same table as Zeus and Prometheus gave Zeus the first pick of which meal he wanted to eat and Zeus chose the bones and so then the meat was left for the humans and that was the first food they'd ever had and so then Zeus was outraged because the food given to these clay things made them like meat people no it just made them like real and more like you know yeah. further along and that kind of thing and then which he really should have unchained Zeus I mean he really should have unchained Prometheus when he figured out oh humans are great more things to fuck <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so then um like in the long term Zeus has benefited you put your dick back in your pants <laughs> yeah so then the second thing that um Prometheus did to to anger Zeus was he stole fire from Athena's basically her eternal flame kind of thing she has an eternal flame it was like at one of her altars and oh. I guess it was up on Olympus, so right. we just have an eternal flame. 
And so, yeah, he stole that, gave it to the humans, and then Zeus was like, stop making them living, breathing, thinking things. <laughs> how did how did he know it was Prometheus? Did he just see it? Nobody else liked the humans enough to give them something to further along their so society. They were, they were his pets, and he was like... Yeah, pretty much. He just loved them so much that he was like, I'm going to give you guys the world. <laughs> I've only had Arlo for a day. <laughs> if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in the room and then myself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was, very <laughs> that was basically Prometheus with the humans. And so to punish... Uh, Prometheus, oh yeah, Zeus Wait. chained him to a rock and then had eagles eat his liver. Some say it was his heart every day, and it would just grow back every day. And then Wait, um, Prometheus... Hercules was the one who rec- rescued Prometheus. Yeah, but does that mean when Prometheus looks at us, he sees us the way we see dogs? And so Maybe. he's like, oh my god, that's so cute! <laughs> just wants to play? Maybe. Because that's how elephants see us, mm. and I love elephants just for that fact. Because that's too cute. That's also how orcas see us, but orcas are terrifying. <laughs> mm. um, and then the another thing that he that Zeus did to punish uh, Prometheus was he basically gave Epithemius, who was Prometheus's brother, yep. gave Epithemius oh, a wife. Box. Yeah. Yes, and so to punish humanity, Hephaestus made. Wait, where did Pandora come from? Hephaestus created Pandora, oh, right. <laughs> so she wasn't born from the gods. He literally just like crafted her in a way that you know. Prometheus crafted humans. Hephaestus crafted Pandora, and she was like the most beautiful, you know, mortal. Yeah, pretty much. And she was the first woman, uh, human woman. And the gods gifted this Pandora. Dates back a real long. This dates back a real long. Yeah, the the gods gifted Pandora to Prometheus's brother uh, with her jar that she, you know, that held all of the yeah. all of the, the terrible spirits the and world. plagues in the world because he knew, Zeus knew that. Pandora's curiosity would make her open it and then unleash plagues upon humanity. And so he was hoping that would kill everyone off. And so that was like well, another punishment we're for. Resilient as fuck. Yeah, that was really another punishment annoying. for Prometheus, which is super fun. So yeah, that's pretty much pretty much what we know about him. He was um he's I P this is son. Which Bob. One? Oh Yeah. See, I, I only think of him as Bob now. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's also quite funny because um so Prometheus's name or he, he's the titan of forethought, so he thinks about stuff before he does it. And Epithemius, who was married to the woman who opened up, you know, the world's worst gift wrapped box, present box. yeah, box. present, I guess is the word. Um, he's the god of afterthought. <laughs> so well, he like he was just basically like, oh my god, pretty wife, yes, I want her. Oh wait, she's gonna wait, she's gonna she's gonna unleash. do the world, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and only after I've married her, fuck. Yes, I'm gonna marry her. So he's, he's 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 the god of like second guessing or like overthinking. <laughs> no, he's the god of speaking before he thinks. Like that's, okay, yeah, that's funny. And his brother's the overthinking god, where he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like prepare. It's like the anxious one and the way too calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's pretty much where we're at. So Prometheus uh, goes to Percy and basically is like, you guys are fucked. Um, I'm the Titan of Forethought, so I can kind of almost see the future, or at least I have enough of a premonition about the future to know what side to pick. Look what side I'm on, guys! You guys are fucked! Like, um, <laughs> I've picked the winning side, so you guys like, may as well surrender now. Buzzy's like, I'm a Uno flip this shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Buzzy's like, uh, I don't really like where you're going with this, Prometheus. And Prometheus is like, you're a fucking idiot then. <laughs> he was like, die a hero then, I guess. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And um, and then he poked him in the forehead. 
Prometheus was basically like to Percy, you need to see, you know, the reasons behind, the reasons people do everything, and the reasons for tit and tat and whatever and whatever else. So he shows Percy Luke's first time meeting Hermes, and it's, you know, the vision that we got cut off from a few episodes ago, a few chapters ago. Yeah, they um, keep cutting off the visions halfway through. It's like, Percy would be much better at organising himself yeah. if you gave him the whole story. Rick. Yeah. So, um, the book. <laughs> so yes, we finally get to see uh, Luke meeting Hermes, and Hermes basically saying, I have always loved you, and Luke's like, I don't fucking believe you, because look what you left me with, aka my crazy mother, who keeps telling me I'm gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, and so then while Prometheus is telling Percy, you know, the gods on Mount Olympus will be destroyed, and everything will be messy, be much, much worse for you and your city, you know, you may as well, you like, you should just join the Titan side. Like, and then... <laughs> Talia decides to bust in and, you know, have bust her say. And then we find out Talia's last name and she goes, that's my mother's surname, I don't use it, and then blah, blah, blah. And then Percy's like, this is the first time I've ever heard her last name. Is it? I guess. I mean, I would assume that it would be because, you know, if you think about when Rick first... herself as Talia, daughter of Zeus. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's then... Enough of the, that's enough of a title. Yeah. But, like, it's just such a difference because every monster in the world calls Percy by his full name. Yeah. Like. The, and they just, they would call Talia, Talia, daughter of Zeus. Yeah. yeah. We would never know her last name. And it's like, why, why is that? Was that a conscious choice? Did he, did Rick just not choose to give her a, a last name until now? Maybe. I realise it's not important, but like. Maybe he did have plans like, for the future. But monsters don't call Annabeth by her full name. But they always call Percy by his full name. Like, always. Well, that's because Percy's an all-knowing beast. I mean, <laughs> they're like, we know that boy. Damn, boy. Um, and they, you know, they don't know who Annabeth is. She's not as famous as he is. He's accidentally famous. <laughs> like, he's like, I just happen to be a god of the big three. A god of the big three? A demigod of the big three. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my drink. Percy's the real heir <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, it just makes me love Triton so much. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Is He's a himbo, right? That's why you love him? <laughs> he's just dumb. He's just fucking jealous and stupid and, like, just like, you don't have the, you don't have the upper hand on me. I am, I am the heir to the throne. All right, mate. <laughs> All right. That's your vibe. Settle down. <laughs> that, that's your vibe, immediately. All right. It just, it's just so fucking stupid. Like, people who are so up themselves and, like, have to one-up you on shit and be like, no, no, I'm ahead of you in this. And I'm like, did you use your brain to be that out, maybe? I'm like... But yeah, so basically, Prometheus's whole thing is, join us or die, and then <laughs> Talia and Percy, like, guess we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, we're not joining you. Grover doesn't, Grover doesn't even get a say. He's like, alright, we'll just, just hang out over here. Which... Yeah. A funny thing happened at the beginning of this chapter with Grover. He said something about bunnies, and then it was like, bunnies bully satyrs, and Percy and Tali Tali were both like, are you fucking serious, Grover? Are you kidding me? You're scared of bunnies? And he's like, they're big bullies! Leave me alone! Always stealing poor little satyrs. 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 Thieves and bigger. 
So then uh, Percy starts to talk to Ethan, actually. And <laughs> Percy starts to talk to Ethan? And for me, this is like, excuse me, bitch. No, for me, just there watching his two little creations <laughs> just yammer at each other. And he's like, this is entertaining. <laughs> he was like, these little bitches. <laughs> he's like, it's watching. It's like watching dogs circle each other. Anyway, so Percy's, you know, trying to antagonize uh, Ethan. He just started going, and that's what my brain went to. It's like, for me, this is just what I said. We should totally just stab Peter! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Percy's basically antagonizing Ethan, you know, into a fight, basically. He's basically just goading him. Percy's like, I can't fucking fight this guy, so I'm gonna fight you. Like, that's called cow tipping. (laughs) And Ethan's making some really good points. Uh, about, he doesn't actually, like, say it out loud, but, like, the undercurrent of this whole conversation is, you guys didn't accept me at camp, I was never going to be accepted, you know, all of the stuff we've been banging on about for the last five books. Five books. (laughs) 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 To respect the minor gods, please. (laughs) They're the turning point in every single war ever. Quite literally. What I always find really funny is that they're, like, uh, for example, like, Hecate... They're like, she's a minor goddess. And be like, oh my god, she joined the other side? We're all fucked. Yeah. And be like, yeah, if she's that powerful that she sways your decision, she's not a minor goddess. She's just a goddess, which is awesome. Yeah. Anyway. And I love that uh, Percy finally calls Ethan out on his shit and says, so I saved your life and you pay me by raising Kronos. That's fair. Because, you know, the whole conversation is about balance and about what's fair and unfair and that kind of thing. And then Ethan, like, grabs the hilt of his sword, like, bitch, what are you going to do against a guy who's invulnerable? <laughs> Ethan, get a brain cell. <laughs> please. He's going to bonk him on the head. My God, please get a brain cell. And then Prometheus is like, no, 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 we're here to chat. We're not I, here to fighty pointy stick fight. But I love the Percy antagonized him to begin with. Is when he first saw Ethan, he was like, hey, what Ethan. a bitch. He was like, hey, face looks good. Because <laughs> he had a black eye because Percy, Percy caved in his helmet the yeah. last time he saw him. And he was there like, fuck you. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I mean, and this is the point where Prometheus intervenes and touches Percy's head. I can touch you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> Tully's basically like, ah, ah, I'm yeah. like, what am like, I doing? He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Leg Jinx! <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the counter cruise was just unjustified? <laughs> if you haven't watched a Harry Potter musical, what are you doing? Oh, go it is the it. only Harry Potter thing we will endorse on this podcast oh, because it is not associated with her at all. And it's so funny. It's so funny. The songs are so good. So Percy wakes up from his little Hermes dream. Oh my god. We got a lot of Hermes in these few chapters. Oh my god, is that a floating diary? Oh shit. <laughs> So Percy wakes up from his little dream about Hermes, and um, Grover's basically like, he's playing with your mind, he's trying to make you angry, like, don't listen to him, and Prometheus is like, the satyr's right, but also, like, listen to what I'm saying, and Percy's like, I don't know who to believe! He was like, I am antagonizing you, but it's relevant shit! Yeah, and then Prometheus leaves Percy with Pandora's jar, and basically tells Percy that, um, yeah, your final hope is inside there, because that's the only spirit still left in there, because they didn't get out when Pandora let everything out, so. Which I find really stupid. Yeah, well, like. stay in the jar? No, 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 the thing was that, so, Pandora opened it out of curiosity, and then was shocked when everything came flying out, and then realized that it was wrong, and just, like, shut the lid as quickly as she could, and Hope was kind of just, like, trapped in there. God. Poor Elpis. She was just trapped in there. She was like, 
<laughs> basically, he's like, well, my friend. And Percy's like, um, I don't want it. The temptation's too much for someone with ADHD. Take it away. I'm going to open it. Take it away from me. I don't want this jar thing. And Prometheus is like, it's yours now. Prometheus is just like, <laughs> Basically, he's like, no backseat. <laughs> Be like, no take backs. Pretty much. And Check then, your <laughs> And then, basically, Prometheus turns to the Hyperborean and says, um, we're leaving, get your flag, and the giant's like, okay. <laughs> and then they leave, and, um, so just, like, stroll away. I don't want to talk about the vision. Do you have things to say about it? We have to tell people what the vision was. It was the vision when Luke met Hermes for the first time. I, I said that already. I was thinking of this next week. I was like, I already I said like, what it was. I was like, I think the vision's fucking important. <laughs> the vision was basically Luke going, you're not my dad. And Hermes is like, I don't fucking am though. <laughs> and like, you should really go to camp. And then Luke's like, mm, no, I've got my real family here. And Hermes is like, um, but you're like, you need friends as well as real family. And I can't be your friend because I'm not actually allowed to be. And Luke's like, see, this is what I mean. You're not my real dad. <laughs> And, yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. And Talia's like... Hey. Adamant's in the kitchen holding up burnt cookies going, can we leave now? Yeah. That's pretty much... She was like... This that's pretty much it. She was like, fucking mental. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of chapter 13. Let's get right into chapter 14. Pigs fly. Woo-hoo. So in this chapter, Percy dreams of Ethan and Kronos and also make Estellan's history before waking up to an army led by Hyperion. Percy battles against the Titan, calling up his very own hurricane to take him down before Grover and the satyrs imprison him. So then the words, demigods Percy. are distracted by a large flying pig, which Percy takes upon himself to quash. So in other words, Percy levels up again. Yes. He's leveled Ooh, up like uh, four times in this book. Yeah, it's in, like, been great. this book alone, he's leveled up four yeah. times. And you're like, it's been great. My brain was thinking you were talking about the sow, and I'm like, he really didn't do anything. No. <laughs> it was all Hermes. He used his big boy brain. But <laughs> he did. I did. I literally have a note that someone's like, we love big boy brain Percy, big brain Percy, um, at the very end. So, yeah. What did you think of this chapter, Joe? Brilliant. It took you two hours to read. Um, I was also watching TV while I was doing it. Uh, you happened to be watching a very good show. As very good episode. As soon as I went to my room, I finished it so quickly. I basically was just watching TV. I know! Because every time I laughed, you were over in the corner going... Yeah. <laughs> Not every time. Not every time. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Not every time. That was like two times because I, <laughs> I was reading, and then of course after you laughed and I missed it, I went, <laughs> and he missed it, <laughs> and then you got angry at me when I left to go and read. Yeah, because I was like, well, if you're sitting there, I may as well make the most of it. And so I made two jokes, and then you weren't there, and I was like, are you even there? Are you just ignoring me? And then I looked around, and you weren't sitting there, and I was like, ah, fucking bitch, fuck me. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You know you don't want me to help. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he can't help you what <laughs> you said oh god I said he can't <laughs> help you I was like what <laughs> <laughs> so Percy dreams of Ethan and Kronos first which wow, is super fun because Talia basically goes get in bed this is the last nap you're ever gonna have <laughs> he's like okay Percy's like fuck alright shit <laughs> you're mean <laughs> Yeah, so he goes and has a nap, and basically, uh, Cronus's army is, uh, shacked up in Medusa's lair. 
Like, Percy sees Ethan and Kronos having a chat, basically. Because they're in. When she freezes someone, though, why do their clothes become frozen? Shouldn't it just be their body? Shouldn't it just be stone wearing clothes? Because, like, if you're. Maybe that's how we got all those naked statues of all the (laughs) girls. Because if you're, like, eating an apple, it wouldn't freeze the apple, would it? Yes. It would freeze the apple. Yes. But the apple's not a part of me. And so well, how yeah. would it freeze? Just would. Alright. Because the apple's also staring at me. <laughs> well, maybe it's whatever she looks at, Joe. If we go by the movie version, you know, she's got her shades on. <laughs> Once Uma Thurman takes off the shades... You wanna dance like Uma Thurman, marry me... Thurman. Thurman. Maybe it's just everything she looks at turns to stone. So Ethan goes, uh, or he's summoned by Kronos. And Kronos is basically just like hanging out, jeans and t shirt. He's having a grand old time. And he's basically, you know, needling Ethan for information about the fight on the bridge with Percy. And Ethan's not giving anything away. And we don't know if that's because Ethan is. Stupid. Yeah, or <laughs> if he's maybe trying to hide something from Cronus. We can assume that this is happening in real time, a.k.a. after this little argument that Percy's just had with Ethan yeah. himself. So it's now night time. Yeah, like, it's like and so what, what reason would Ethan have to start protecting Percy if he already knows? Maybe he's just trying to defy Cronus, because I feel like the only reason he joined... Maybe he thinks that he can become the one to kill Percy himself. If he's the only one who knows about the weak spot. Look, but the only reason... I feel like Ethan doesn't actually support Kronos. He just wants to be recognised. And so it's sort of like he has formed an alliance, Mm. but he doesn't actually... (laughs) Would you like to form an alliance? Yes, I would. Yes, yes, I would. (laughs) (laughs) But what I mean is... So he's like, he doesn't actually support Kronos' claim, but he knows that... For him to achieve his goals, being on Kronos, being part of Kronos's army is the, the best, was the only way to do it. And mm. so, I don't know, maybe he does... I think that idea works for a lot of the demigods that are under Kronos's Yeah. Um, like, they don't actually like Kronos, at the moment. but they want to change the world somehow. They want to change... Well, I think it works because in this little scene where Ethan is summoned to Kronos... All of the demigods that he's sitting around, one of them goes, was nice knowing you. Yeah, be like... So, like, even the demigods know that, like, you know, we're only in this to get some recognition from the people who birthed us. Uh, But, you know, we're still fearful of the person that we're with. Like, we're not trusting anyone, really. Mm. And so, like, I think you're on the right track. I think that it's... I think it's just an alliance. Yeah, except for the, like the really little ones that were brainwashed. That's oh yeah, no, they're just flu. so the ones that are old enough to actually know what they're getting themselves into aren't actually supportive mm. of Kronos. I like the idea of <laughs> me saying I like the idea of <laughs> these kids being uh, brainwashed because then it comes back into play with kids like Meg in Charles of Apollo. Um, because even though Kronos doesn't have the time to build this sort of manipulating relationship with kids this young. Characters like, you know, What's Meg's dad in yeah. Trials of Apollo definitely did. And I like that maybe there's some sort of similarity there. Yeah. Uh, especially because when you get to the later books in Trials of Apollo, he tries to explain that 
some mysterious benefactor third party was basically in charge of funding Kronos' army and funding Gaia's army and, like, that they were the ones pulling the strings on everything the whole time. And it's very, like, badly wrapped up that way and very very badly explained, but... Yeah, um, ghostwriters. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he had ghostwriters for Charles of Apollo. I think that's just his fucking stupid idea. Probably. Mm. Who knows? But, yeah. It was, um... I think it, it, it would be interesting, though, if... If that's the like, if we pull that back to now, and it's like, well, if this mysterious benefactor met Kronos, and Kronos saw the relationship this benefactor's having with, you know, such and such kids, and then Kronos tried to replicate that because he's seeing the loyalty that it creates out of manipulation and fear that he tried to mimic yeah. that. Either that, or Kronos is just a terrible person, which he is. He's not even a person because he's a titan. A, a titan. A titan. So yeah, that's uh, the conversation that we get with uh, Ethan, and then Kronos has a little spasm, basically, and Luke starts, like, pushing back through, and Ethan kind of doesn't really question it. He just goes, like, you okay? And Kronos is like, you good, it's bro. just this form. It's too weak for me. <laughs> and Luke's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, before Percy went and even had his nap, and uh, he was talking to Talia about, uh, mm, you know, just yeah, as they were walking back. <laughs> yeah, and Talia's talking about how she's unsure about how Annabeth will go facing up against Luke. I love the protective surge that Percy has, and he's like, she will be fine. And Annabeth's like, I don't know. And Percy's like, shut the fuck up, she'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know if that's just him going, if I say it enough, I'll believe it, or if it's him fully it believing is. in Annabeth. No, I think it's if I say it enough, I'll believe it. Maybe. Because, well, well, what Talia said, like, Talia's whole little speech in that conversation is so good. Yeah. Look, she so she talks about how... So Percy explains the vision that Prometheus showed him, which was um, them visiting Luke's house. When they yes, were young. yeah, yeah. And so, and Talia explains to Percy because Percy's always been so upset and never really fully understanding why Annabeth is still backing Luke after all of this. Thing. Yeah, and here's Talia explaining to him her hero worship of him. Yeah, why? Well, she's like she was literally a child, like she was a proper baby, she mm-hmm. was like six or seven, whatever it was yeah. when this happened, and all she remember, all she can recall from that experience was um, Luke went home, Luke's parents made him sad Annabeth's parents also made her sad, they had that in common and so she, super- and her reaction is to be defensive and protective of him, and mm-hmm. so that's all she sees whenever he's upset with mm-hmm. her. So that's all she sees. And whereas Talia, being older and actually understanding the situation, has a better view of what really happened. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, and so it's the... And Annabeth still, even though she's grown up now, can't remember because she had her rose-coloured glasses on. Yeah. She was looking... She just remembers the protective feeling and the, you know... Yeah. And the, the bonded you know, feeling. And the... Luke's not in the wrong. He's the golden boy... Yeah. Must protect him. That's all she She's trauma bonded to him, is what she's done. Yeah. Because who wouldn't when they're seven, you know? (laughs) To someone in similar circumstances, and that's why she's finding it so hard to to pull the two experiences apart with past Luke and, you know, current Luke. So it's, it's a little bit fun. Yeah, then the dream shifts, and it becomes Hermes standing on the porch to the big house talking to Chiron and May's standing next to him he doesn't realise it's May standing next to Hermes with a baby in her arms and then it's only when you know she's mentioned by name that Percy goes oh this is her before she went nuts okay uh, so now we get to see what's going on basically 
Hermes is really worried about, you know, what she is planning to do. And May's like, babe, like, shut up. I'll be fine. Like, you're not going to be with me forever. I need something that will hold me to you. Well, not hold me to you, but will keep me, will keep me in common with you. Similar to Beryl Grace's trying to hold uh, Zeus to her. Like, that's her claim to fame, basically. And she's like, "Mm, you're not getting away from me. Mm. And it worked. (laughs) Yeah. And so... She's like, uh, May's basically like, don't worry, um, you guys need an oracle. Like, you haven't had a new one in how long? Don't you need a new one? Like, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then Chiron's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And nobody knows about the curse that Hades has placed on the oracle. Chiron has just kind of assumed that people weren't really worthy of being the oracle early- anymore. Like, he's kind of think- thinking that this is something that's just maybe going to die with the current one. Yeah. Because obviously he doesn't know about the curse. And so then when uh, May goes up to the big house to take on the spirit, she basically, you know, all the windows in the house light up green and she's screaming out no. And then that's basically the end of the the end of the end dream. And Percy, you know, puts two and two together and goes, because he knows about the curse, and goes, oh, yeah. okay, this shattered her mind. And then this is what Luke experienced for his literal entire growing up because he's a baby in this when this happened. He's an infant. He's he still is being bundled and carried around. Literally like a newborn. He can't support his own head. Yeah. And so he's literally been raised by this woman. It's a wonder he didn't turn out Insane. also, you know, jittery and whatever else. Like, he's had this... He must have had this complex of, you know, looking after his mother since he was a very, very young age. And so that's made him have to almost mature earlier. I'm assuming because otherwise I'm trying to comprehend how, with no dad around, Mm. him trying to make sense of why his mum is this way and basically still be a normal person. And for him to come out of it before he becomes Kronos, to come out of it seeming like, well, if we go back to, you know, Lightning Thief, when he seems like this well-rounded, very friendly, awesome guy, and it's like, how did you get that way when this was the only adult you grew up around for nine years, almost an entire decade? Like, it's it's odd to think about. See, that's when my thought came where it was, even though he was an infant, why couldn't he stay at camp? May probably didn't want him to. Yeah, but she probably, as soon as she got back, she was probably already spouting stuff already and probably wouldn't let anyone take him. Okay. And nobody wants to cross the crazy line. Okay, but, like, you know, if we're thinking of child services kind of thing, um, they wouldn't let a baby stay with a crazy lady. Mm. Never in a million years would they let that happen. Maybe there's a chance that children who are born of gods don't necessarily always take on the demigod trait. Maybe there's more mortal maybe they weren't sure whether he would even have a scent or be dangerous or that's a be... really different conversation well it, it's possible because then that would be like well if he's more mortal than god then you know he can't maybe makes... he doesn't can't see through the mist and he wouldn't be able to stay at camp as a baby that makes a lot of sense maybe too. it has to be something that if somebody's more god than they are mortal or more mortal than because that would make sense why for example meg well it makes sense why the big three kids have more power yeah. rather than just their parents are powerful. Yeah, I mean, it would also because, well, you think of Meg, Demeter's not one of the big three, but mm. she was, was it close to as powerful as one of the big three? She was like... Really, oh, she's very good. Yeah, she's very powerful and so she must be more, a bit more godly than everybody else is, or like, she's almost on touch. But you could also contribute that, or not contribute, but you could attribute that to the way she was raised. So, if Luke's no, grown up knowing about something different being in the world, like, because his mum's spouting shit at him 
all the time, so he's grown up more clear-sighted than other people. Maybe that contributes to his power as well, hence why he's able, or he thinks he's able to take on, like, hold Cronus's form. Whereas if you look at Meg, she was taken when she was a very young age, and so she's been raised in this world, clear-sighted, she sees everything, trains everything from when she's very, very young. And maybe it's the same sort of thing for people like Jason, because he was taken as, or sacrificed, or given up as a baby to Lupa, and then she basically sent him off to camp, basically waddling down to good old Camp Jupiter, and he was raised within the, you know, the barracks and stuff as a literal toddler. Mm. So, like, maybe that has things to do with it, the way that you grow up and the way that you see things happening around you. Although I don't know how that makes sense for Percy, because he didn't necessarily see... Yeah, he still struggles with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't know, but it is an interesting thing to think about. So, then Percy wakes up, basically, because Annabeth is standing over him, and we get some lovely banter we between do. them. I love it. Can I just say, how yes. long do you think she was watching him sleep Didn't for? she kick him awake? No. He sat up because... No. No. He <laughs> sat up because of the dream. He, like, sat up really quickly and smacked his head on his on her shield. I said, how long do you think maybe she was, like, standing there being... <laughs> standing there being, like... And also, she's holding a shield, which means she must have been, like, fully leaning over him to wake him up for him to smack his head on her shield. And I'm like... Excuse me, Beth. <laughs> Excuse me, Anna What you been up to, bitch? I bet you she was. What do you do? <laughs> I bet you she was analyzing his face, being like, "What has changed?" <laughs> like, since you took a dip, what has changed? <laughs> She'd be like, "I'm a fucking find it." I'm still tripping over the fa- over the um. You know, now that he's got the curse of Achilles, he no longer has Aphrodite's hold. Like I'm this is just your theory. Like I don't even care. We're slowly proving it through the rest of the book, but you know, it's true. It's not. A <laughs> I've now labeled. I it. have not seen it stated I in have, the course material. I have labeled it, or the fact. source material, I should say. It's okay. I have a permit. This just <laughs> says I do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, oh so I've labelled it fact. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like you've labelled it fact that um, Calypso and Percy <laughs> That just makes sense. <laughs> which, by the way, I had a tag in the book. We totally brushed over it. Oh, okay. I forgot to make a point, which is that when Prometheus is trying to convince Percy oh, yeah, to join their side, he's Calypso. like, he's like, do you think all Titans are bad? And he's like, no, I don't think all Titans are bad. Like, he was like, yeah, I don't know. And he was like, do you really think you, the gods are fair? And he was like, no, I don't know. He was like, do you really think it was fair that they imprisoned Calypso on that island? He was like, you would know. You have a personal relationship with her. <laughs> and he went bright red. And I'm like, and Talia just looks at him like, bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't tell me about this shit. <laughs> and seriously, that sort of just confirmed what happened on the island. Okay. So yes. I really did just confirm. Yes, I did. Anyway, but I just thought that was really cute and we went past it and I didn't even realise. So yeah, Percy wakes up, uh, Annabeth's just there saying, I just about to wake, I was just about to wake you. Yeah, and then basically... Percy's like, what are you doing wearing armor? You should be resting. And he's like, fully into, oh my god, I have to take care of you. Are you okay? Yeah. Really okay? Is, you know, is your armor whatever was stabbed? Is it okay? I even smacked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I love his first words were, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it was all good. 
And then she says, uh, yeah, I was resting. I'm fine now. Basically, this giant army coming. We need to go. And Percy's like, oh, fuck, shit. Okay, go. She's like, righto. Power up time. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just love all their banter as they're walking. Because uh, <laughs> at one point, she's like, are you going to argue about me coming along? And Percy just goes, nah, you beat me up. <laughs> And she just goes, she laughs, like, it's good news to hear. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he goes, it was a nice, truly, like, he was like, it's a nice way to send us off to hear her laughter. Or it was something like that. Mm. And I was like, Percy, you could not be more in love with this woman. <laughs> yeah. It's a woman. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he tells her about his dreams, first of all, except the one about Maker Stellan, because... Nobody knows about the curse either, so there's no point telling her yeah, he was that like, shit. Yeah, he was like, "We're not up to that yet." <laughs> yeah, and then they basically make it out to where everyone's, you know, waiting. All the hunters are there, and Talia's like, "They're coming." My scouts just confirmed it. There's a giant titan leaving, leading everyone, and he's uh, all golden. And Percy's like, "Oh, I know this bitch." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, Hyperion." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so then Linus shows up, and Linus is like, "I'm here, ready to help." And Grover's like, "Just." Just let it. Just entertain him. Like, let, <laughs> he's just, like just let him believe him. he's in charge. No, he's, he's like, not. Just like fucking hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're treating Lenius like all of the Athena cabin definitely treated Annabeth when she first came. Yeah. Out. Just make her believe she's in charge. Like, mm-hmm. just give her be like, it saves us so much hassle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then, yeah, Hyperion shows up, and you know, there's all of the Titan army outnumbers all the demigods like a hundred to one, and they're all like, fuck. And so they're, they're trying like, to. You know, right, battle as strategically as possible, and then Percy's just like, fuck this shit! And then he, like, walks in front, and he's like, it's you and me, buddy! <laughs> and Hyperion's like, yeah, alright! He's walking on water, and so Percy's literal words are, two can play that game. <laughs> he's like, alright, fine. He goes running on water as well, and it's like... Yeah, he runs over, and then Hyperion's like, you're the Saturn sun, right? You're the one who trapped Atlas. And Percy's like, yeah, you guys are about as bright as gym socks. And Hyperion goes... Oh, somebody say Brian? Play on! Say Draco Malfoy! Yeah, and so then, uh, you know, his big heat wave basically yeah, blinds he's Percy. Yeah, Hotmans, those guys. Oh, yeah, and he, like, holds his sword up just in time for Hyperion to be like, smack! <laughs> and then, yeah, Percy decides to make a hurricane, which is the most boss level shit we've ever seen him do so good and literally Grover's he gives Percy's just like draw strength from the ocean draw strength from the ocean and then all of a sudden he's in a hurricane yeah and then he's basically just like dousing out Hyperion's little flame light and he's like "Mm, fuck that shit though you're gonna be wet as fuck (laughs) that didn't sound right (laughs) (laughs) that's right Percy makes you wet as fuck (laughs) and Hyperion's just there like I just wanna be warm and you're (laughs) Blasting me with cold water. He's, he was like, cost you spit rain. God, what kind? I love that in Percy's Hurricane, he's also got like lightning forking out, and I'm like, yes, you take like, some yes. other people's power. Cool shit. Out he's just there. that cool. He's still power from the other guys. I love it. Literally, Grover's like, Percy, how are you doing that? And he's like, huh? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll take. But I'll take. <laughs> That's from Rough Night. <laughs> With that shocking, oh God. shocking Australian accent. <laughs> it's better than Molly's. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, God. Her attempt at it was terrible. At least I think it was Molly. It might have been Maddie. Don't know. We can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, hate. It's fine. <laughs> so, so like, Kate and I have even said to each other, she'll play a video and I'll be like, was that me? And she'll go, no, it was me. And I'll be like, all right. 
cool. Wait oh up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically Hyperion makes it over to, or they <laughs> bully him over to, uh, you know, the park area, and then all the satyrs are like, I'm going to sing a song. <laughs> and basically, like, get all the trees, like, all branches, like, ra- <laughs> wrapping around Can you imagine them playing that? That'd be brilliant. Until he becomes this giant maple tree. And Grover's like, mm, I like you better as a maple tree. And then Percy's like, this thing is so massive, it looks like it's been there for centuries. <laughs> like, it is... Crazy big. We need more trees in the world. Yeah. Seriously, though, it was (laughs) so... happening. Hyperion's like, you cannot imprison me! And I'm like, bet. (laughs) Can I just say, it was really sad that it was like... It was just so final that they were going through this battle and Percy was just saying, yep, Seder just dropped Dryad as they like, just faded as their life source was ripped out of the ground and died and they deteriorated with it. And I was like, oh my god, crying! Bringing in a bit of reality. I was like, crying right now, oh my god. Yeah. And then so after Hyperion is, you know, absorbed into a tree, uh, basically, the Klasmonian Sow appears, which is super fun. So, the Klasmonian Sow is uh, actually not pronounced the way that Rick wrote it in the book. It's pronounced Klasmanian sow. Right. Yeah. It's a... Just call it flying pig. Yes. And (laughs) the fun thing about this is that it was never actually defeated in Greek myth. It was just a flying pig that terrorized a town and nobody took care of it. They were like, alright. Yeah, it's um, not to be confused with the Chromionian sow, which is the sow that Theseus managed to... It it was kind of did the same thing. It's basically... So a sow is basically a female boar. Anyway, mm-hmm. the, the Chromonian sow, uh, it ate human flesh. Could it didn't it have wings. No, no, it didn't have wings. And it terrorized uh, a mountainside town in Theseus, took care of it. But yeah, um, Which means the Klasmonine sow, not so much. They kind of just like let it have the land. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, this one leveled up, it's got wings, no way. Yeah, it's basically just an angry flying pig and it just, yeah, it just kicked and screamed and ate everything and people it didn't really eat people and yeah nobody nobody defeated it ever so it's interesting that Percy was able to use his big brain and get it turned to dust a little bit yeah which means he just activated all the statues that were yeah. around him and was like kill the pig so we're like alright operation pork chop <laughs> <laughs> he was like operation flying pork chop yeah so with his boss ass my brain just had like a little, a little a little moment but yeah he uh he basically manages to get up on the pig and steer it away from with a grappling hook yeah he steers it away from everyone and it's basically just him up on the pig in the sky and blackjack like well, he's appears. dangling from a rope that's yeah. that he like hooked around i love that he has one line that's like man i thought climbing rope in gym was hard but now on a moving cow a cow, pig, cow. this is fucking hard <laughs> he was like this shit is next level yeah so he, Blackjack is, he just like appears and is like, yo, you need help? And Percy's like, fucking think. Percy's like, ah! <laughs> he becomes Tarzan, but it's like the shit version. Or like Spider-Man, not the shit version. Oh, I love that meme. <laughs> and yeah, so as they're, as they're flying, Percy's like, I'm just going to try and activate some statues and if anything can take care of this for me, it's going to be these guys. So he activates the statue on Grand Central Station of Hermes and then manages, he like has a little moment and he goes, I wonder if stone lions also count as, they're lions, right? Yeah. He's like, I wonder if those also count as automatons worth giving a try. He's like, I'll give it a go. Yeah. 
down, boy. Yeah, and it, it works. They become yeah. they become automatons, and Percy's like, like, sweet. And then they turn it to dust, and that's pretty much pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then Blackjack's like, "Are we done yet?" And Are you like, done? Percy's like, "No." <laughs> He's like, "There's still a battle to fight." Yeah, and so we end the chapter on him getting back on Blackjack. <laughs> You're gonna love this last sentence, Joe. So, in fact, I could hear it getting closer. My friends needed help. I jumped on Blackjack and we flew north <laughs> towards the sound of explosions. <laughs> north on the north wind. Oh, fucking north wind. <laughs> God. Hmm, God. And that's the end of chapter 14. Joe, we made it! We made it? To the end of this episode. I was going to say, I was like... Is, is Do you it? have any other any other thoughts? There wasn't actually a lot that happened in this chapter. No, there wasn't. It's very action-heavy, very dream-heavy. Yeah. That's literally all it was. Actions and dream. And you know when we have flashbacks, there's not really a lot to talk about. And there was some Persebeth, but not a lot. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the Do end it. of it. <laughs> that is the end of uh, this episode. If you guys want to... Oh my god, my brain is like fully, fully dead. No, if you, you want to send half us a, a drink and you're out of it. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, we are damnsnackbarpod at outlook.com. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at damnsnackbarpod. All of our other personal social media and stuff is down in our show notes as well as in our link tree, which is also linked in our show notes as well, which is super fun. Um, yeah, this has been chapters we, 13 and 14. Did and we next have week any we're doing. Emails this week? No, we didn't. Oh, well. Next week we're doing 15 and 16. It's going to be super fun. Super, super fun. Um, It will be super! (laughs) If those titles are what I think they are, then next week's going to be a lot of, a lot of screaming. (laughs) Internally and probably externally as well, which is going to be fun. So yeah, uh, that's where we're at. Alright. How do you feel? You're Ready to say goodbye? Bye. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. I didn't have much to say. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.